Welcome back to the one, two Kentucky blue podcast. I'm your host coach, John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, my guest is one of my dear friends, Cameron bird. Cam bird is a former Kentucky strength coach. He came on staff as an intern in 2016 and quickly, quickly learned, earned a position on our strength and conditioning staff, working with our men's basketball team under coach Robert Harris. I hope you enjoy our conversation. The thing is, there are people making more money than ever because of this thing, you know? Yeah. Like, with every situation, someone makes a ton of money. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to profit off something like this, but I guess you'd rather be on the profiting side than the losing side. Yeah. You know, or somewhere well, in between, I guess. Hopefully, you wouldn't be on the being profitable not off somebody's struggle but. no like not off but but i mean yes there's definitely people making money off the struggle but there's also some companies just be by the situation like netflix yeah you know that you know they're not doing anything bad but they have definitely capitalized like there's a lot of shows that are being watched and probably being renewed for subsequent seasons with which it's the, the bottom of the barrel shows, you know? Yeah. What is, that, uh, what's your favorite Netflix show since this whole coronavirus? So, is- man, we were talking about it yesterday at the house. Like, just think, how long ago did it feel that everyone was going crazy over Tiger King? Yeah, that feels like a lifetime ago now. And, like, that's a show that I think would have had some buy-in just from the viral sort of, like, everyone going, what is it? You know, all the memes and stuff would have got attention. Yeah, but just the magnitude of the attention was was, you know, we were, everyone was it was at the start where where the majority of people were staying home, yeah, um, and you know people like everyone was shutting down, so that's somewhere that capitalized. Um, do you have to do you have to wear a mask at your McDonald's when you work? Yeah, I've been wearing I've been wearing a mask since. Late March, early April. Originally, yep. I wasn't, but then they made it mandatory. I mean, I don't like it, but if it's going to help, or one, if it's going to help me not get sick, or if it's going to help us get back to a normal world, like I just put up with it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to wear it. It's not comfortable, I know. but the I more did, and some, more I've worn it, the less and less I think about it. And it's just because. Yeah. yeah, you just, it's, yeah, but anyway. How your workouts been going? Um, yeah, I mean, the good thing about, uh, I guess the silver lining of this sort of craziness is I stopped going to like the commercial gym because obviously they shut down. Yeah. So I started getting back to like, you know, got the garage set up, obviously sort of basic, um, set up squat rack lifting platform bars plates all that so i got back to like olympic lifting you know um squatting again deadlifting again so which was good 
I was starting to, you know, starting to get back towards some good numbers. So that helped change my training a little bit and just gave me a good, good excuse to, to uh, sort of uh, go back to the training that we sort of were doing in um, Kentucky. Yeah. Do you and Katie work out together or does she work out at her own separate time? Uh, well, um, she, did, yeah, I mean, because I'm working, I mean, on weekends, we definitely try to work out together. Yeah. She sort of had an up and down, you know, coming back from pregnancy. Yeah. So, but, um, I mean, she's, she's um, back into it now. So she was just easing into it really, really sort of slow progressions. Um, oh, yeah. But as well, getting frustrated by it, you know, it's like, yeah, they just want to get back to, to normal straight away or normal, like, strength levels and stuff. But, yeah. How um, How's fatherhood been treating you? Fatherhood's all right. I mean, to be honest, I think with fatherhood, everything you think about or worry about or or let sort of take over your mind during the nine months of pregnancy when you, you first sort of, uh, like, working towards understanding like you're about to look after a child or about to have a child whatever mm-hmm. it's the i don't the things you stress about and worry about like oh, oh i don't know if i'll handle be able to handle that i feel like the majority of those things have been have been fine what's something it's, that's caught you off guard that like yeah it's the things you don't really think about that have caught me off guard so like so let's take this whole covid uh scenario for example yeah. You know, like I have been working the whole time, but and because at first I was like, well, you know, because because it's a family-owned business, like we've got to be out working. But mm-hmm. I sort of wish maybe we were on full lockdown, because then it's sort of like you know. But at the same time, I don't really know what would be achieved for me in a full lockdown, because even on like a Sunday when you're feeling a bit tired, and maybe in in the past you might just sit on the couch for like six hours and, and binge a Netflix show, you'd get 30 minutes in, all of a sudden the baby needs you. Yeah. There's no like, and it's not like they've taken, it's taken away like uh, procrastination. It's taken away like just sort of laziness. Yeah. Because even if you're, if you do try to like watch a show for like eight hours, like now she's crawling. So you sort of always got to be aware and then, you know, she'll play with the toy for 20 minutes, throw it away and be like, all right, what's next? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just things like that. Um, but I, I can, I'm happy with where my boys are because they can play with each other every day that, that we've been in the situation that we're in. They, they got their buddy with them. Yeah. But like if I was, like you having a, how old's your daughter Six now? Months. Six, Six months. months. So she, she's starting to crawl already. Well, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. She was, she was crawling at five months. So. Yeah. yeah. Once they start walking, then you just have to walk behind them for a solid month being like, whoop, you're going to fall. Mm. Oop, you're going to fall. You're gonna... Yeah. Um, yeah. But you having to entertain that baby or Katie having to entertain that baby or somebody entertaining that baby. 24 seven when she's not sleeping that that's a struggle 
where I got Will and Finn can hang out with each other for hours. If we yeah, just had yeah. one, even if they, even if we just had Finn, if we just had a five-year-old, we're still trying to entertain that kid through this it, whole at, process. It's tough as well. Like, you know, I think about you and D, you know, with younger kids, like, I feel not, it's not like lucky. I just think I'm somewhat relieved that I have a six month old as opposed to a five year old in regards to the situation of, you know, like Finn and, and, um, and Willie, like they're, they're supposed to be like teeing up for school soon, you know? Yeah. So many question marks around school. Whereas like I've got like a five year buffer and I just think, imagine you're like all excited to finally you're starting school and school becomes, Hey, just go into the other room and sit down on the computer. Cause guess what? Dad's your teacher now. I think that's such a, you know, they don't want me to be the teacher. Cause I'm learning, no. I'm learning how to read with Finn. I'm like, Oh, what is, what, what sound does this letter make? Let's find out together, Finn. I mean, yeah. Like if I'm, I wouldn't like, I used to tutor, uh, tutor and stuff, tutor, however you want to pronounce it. Shooter. But, it's called shooter. Shooter <laughs> on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. But, and that was one thing, but I think like, you know, I've always said, I respect above all else elementary school teachers. They get a blank canvas and they're so integral in how to shape those kids. You yeah. know, like when you get that middle school or high school in, in Australia, which starts at year seven, though, middle school, like you are sort of what you are. And that's a product of your care level and also, you know, the teachers and, and stuff. But when you get a blank slate, it's like, you you know, you're responsible for teaching them like basic English or basic sentence structure or basic words, you know, or, or one plus one. You know? So the fact that that's up in the air right now, it's, um, I think they need to go back. I mean, that you know, we won't get into that, but I mean, I, I, they got to go back. It's so it's such an integral part of their, their childhood, you know. Yeah, that, and that's the thing is, even when the boys were um, finishing up last school year, we weren't trying to teach them anything. We were just trying yeah. to, you know, have it be that they retain retain the knowledge that they got from the academic year and not lose anything, and you know. I would have, you know, as we were getting through it, I'm like, okay, we just got, let's get through April, April, let's get through May, let's, Jordan did a great job of, you know, teaching Finn his letters and making sure he's retaining that knowledge. Same thing with Will, like doing his math problems, not trying to teach him anything, let's just make sure that he doesn't forget how to add and subtract. But I never would have thought, I didn't think that we'd still be having this conversation in August on whether we're going whether they're yeah. going back or not. I think I got a text message today about the thoughts for their their school district, but I, I have yet to read it to figure out what the plan's gonna be. But like you said, hopefully they're, it, a lot of schools are able to go back, but hmm. that's a conversation for a different day. And today we're talking about so, Camberg, talking about, and I, I, I miss Camberg so much. Feelings mutual, man. On a scale of one to 10, how much have you missed me? Miss you as a person? Yeah. Oh, I mean, one to ten, it, that's that's too limited. I mean, <laughs> the number the number would exceed ten. For sure. I miss uh, I miss a lot of people down there. I miss 
the the culture and the community of like just our sort of strength coaches above all else for sure what um what what are some of the things you miss so as i think about you and your role on our staff obviously you you worked with uh the men's basketball team and did a great job assisting rob harris and taking the leadership role over in that weight room but even you coming over and training with us at another weight room in the middle of the day that your energy your your enthusiasm your competitiveness is something that i miss about you what are some of the things that you miss about maybe the staff particularly um i mean i just think from when we uh yeah like i was working even from the start when i was interning i was sort of with basketball mainly but i was always trying to get over as much as possible and i think I think from that first, when we first, like, I got hired on um, after the internship to work with Rob and basketball team, and then, you know, I think um, there's just a good culture from then on. I think, like, I'm sort of unique to maybe what's people who have been there before with you. And, so, and like, someone like Alicia, I think, are unique. And we bring sort of, like, a unique sort of um, – mentality or personality i guess mm -hmm. but but from then i just think i don't know it just felt like it's always so free and sort of just uh yeah you and d especially we're just everyone's just having fun you could just you could just even if you you know you were focusing on work or whatever or there was some stresses from work like when we could just like sit around and just just talk and just joke, you know. Some of the things That's we used to talk that. about in Joe Craft's office was starting a podcast. That's right. Yeah. So I, it was our well, conversations that really, really initiated this whole pod uh, process of getting the podcast. Well, I think that that goes back to like you and me just always had such open communication, and sometimes it was just sort of silly things or like uh trivial things i guess like mm -hmm. one of us might see something or hear something or whatever and we'd like turn around and be like hey what do you what do you think of this or what's your take on this it could be serious it could be not serious and i think that's when we realized we just enjoyed sort of like talking out loud and sharing opinions and thinking seeing what other people that we respected thought about that particular thing yeah so i mean countless times in 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 our office at joe craft like we were just talking about just the most random collection of topics that sometimes i i and i was probably the one who brought up the most random stuff and i'd eventually be like i don't know how i even thought about to even talk to this talk about this to you but most yeah. of our conversations started with a with a movie quote, and then it would just That's go true. from there. That is true. I mean, I, I I was a big I am a big movie quote. I don't have a movie quote person up here. I missed that's something I definitely missed. You know, you throw a movie quote out, and with people I work with, or even some people that's around here, they're just looking at me like, right? Uh -huh, okay. <laughs> that's a random thought. That's um. <laughs> Don't know how that line fits the current conversation. But uh, I did, however, I mean, I, I'm still recovering from when I got absolutely shamed by you. 
Weird. Because I tried to, I tried to, I had been doing an imitation of a line for like a decade. And I thought I did it pretty well. And then I said it in front of you, who I then immediately found out was a very, very big Chris Farley fan. <laughs> Which one? What Was it the Saturday Night Live skit, Matt Foley? No, no, no. You, oh. you, then, you then started doing that as part of your repertoire to show me how badly I had messed up the Chris Farley. <laughs> I, think, I think it was simply when, he, uh, when he's in um, uh, Billy Madison. Oh, really? Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That one. And then when, he, when he's helping him study as well. So <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had done that so well. I said it one time in front of you, and you were just disgusted by what you heard coming out of my mouth. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean that. I mean, it's yeah, something little like that where you know, you, me, and Rob, or and Joe Craft, we were big movie guys and movie quote guys. Yeah, and and you know that was something. I really liked about that work environment and my work relationship with you, but also with Rob, especially like we could all be cranky for whatever reason, personal reasons, work reasons, whatever you had a bad commute in or whatever. And I feel like Joe craft weight room and not as well for me, um, just cause it was an, an escape at times, but you could come in like angry and be like, I'm not talking to anyone today. Like, you're just in one of those moods, you know. One of us will be in one of those. But then it'll just take someone saying, like, a movie quote or, like, being like, all right, let's hug it out. Come on. Or something like that, you know. That was then, a Rob move. Rob always wanted to hug it out. Rob was the mood, like, the hug, hug guy. And then you'd, you'd sort of throw some jokes out there. And I'd just talk some absolute dribble. But, um, you know, that was good because then you would just – whatever – tension you were holding on within yourself you just let it go and just be like oh well just have fun with the boys you know have fun with the lads in the in the weigh room so you know but. what's um so you were on staff from 2016 until the end of the basketball season in 2019 yeah what so was, intern, intern yeah. from may intern may 2016 to august 2016 then on staff with rob August 2016 to April 2019. What was some, what's a lesson that you learned in that, that three-year time span? What's something that you taken away that might've, that's helped you be a better person, be a better father that you learned in your three years at Kentucky? I mean, truthfully, I was thinking about it earlier today when I was thinking about this podcast, you know, there's a lot of, uh, skills and traits that you and D taught and prioritized in your internship program that had nothing to do necessarily with strength and conditioning, you know, that I've noticed have really helped me as I've transitioned into the restaurant business. So, you know, like leadership and communication and things like that, you guys were exceptional at that, you know, you and D both like you guys can capture a room, you can control a room, um, you you lead by example and just different things like that. 
uh, just from that internship alone, I thought that's why, you know, that's why I've always, you know, I've said to anyone that's ever asked me about it or whatever about the internship program, I've always recommended the one that is run by you and, and, um, and D at, at, a, at a Kentucky because, you know, the detail for the strength and conditioning is one thing, but it's the, you really teach, you know, voice control like communication skills, leadership skills, how to like just have a good work ethic. Um, so those initially that would be, uh, you know, maybe on the smaller scale of what you're looking for, but those things I've really taken away where, cause not everything that you do can flow across different industries, but those are the things that you guys taught that I think uh, have, have served me well in uh, my new career. But uh, what's something that changed me? I mean, you know, I think a big reason that I left or something I just recognize, and Rob does it, Rob did it a lot better than I did, I'll admit. He would know when, like, he, he, he could balance the family life a lot more with that just chaotic schedule. Mm-hmm. like the men's basketball schedule is unlike anything else you're working basically seven days a week even if the boys have an off like the players have an off day it's normally middle of the week so there's sort of an expectation that as an employee of uk athletics that's like oh well why aren't they here on a wednesday so you sort of got to be there even though it's technically an off day for the players um you know so it's you know, even Sundays, you, even if they, you don't think there's going to be something, there might be something. And I was, you know, I, I didn't have kids, which I think contributes to it as well, but I was sort of more willing to like go in and be around all the time, even when it wasn't necessary. So I think just prioritizing my time and my, my balance and, um, you know, what needs to come first, you know, yep. Rob, Rob really, was good at that you know he'd often have to tell me to not come in like dude don't, like you know he would balance it quite well like he knew he wanted to be around his daughters when they were growing up etc cetera, etc cetera. so that was something that i've taken away with me where you know you just work around it like in this current position if like katie has to work i'll just start my day a couple hours earlier so i can buy myself some time at the back end of the day mm-hmm. so it's just things like that i can so, remember yeah. your first year with rob and the men's basketball team you were there all the time and i know you were working so hard to make sure that because that's exactly who you are you were an extremely hard worker and then I do remember the, the last year that you were on staff, you could tell that your time management skills got so much better. That's, yeah. I remember one comment you, you made to me towards the end of your time here was, I think you were referring to your parents and, you know, your dad's an extremely hard worker as well, but, you know, in their, however long they have been married, they've only been apart, like physically apart for, you know, however many days, but with yeah. you and Katie, even though your marriage was in its infancy, you guys were maybe, I don't know, a, a year into your marriage, you had spent so much time away from her just because of the demands yeah. of yeah. being a men's basketball strength coach at Kentucky. 
yeah, but I yeah. could definitely tell that towards the end of your time here, that third year, your time management was mm-hmm. so much better. One thing I want yeah. to talk about well is yes, what you brought to the staff, whether it was over at Joe Craft or even when you came to Nutter, was a level of maturity with um and with that came that the leadership qualities so i remember something was going on over at nutter and there was some some people on staff weren't happy that we were doing a certain workout as a staff and it was throwing off their training or whatever the case was and i think you either came over and told people face to face or you made it very clear in our group me message like what a privilege it is to be at Nutter and be able to train and have the atmosphere that we have over here at, at Nutter Weight Room, as opposed to Joe Craft Weight Room, where most of the I time, if I wasn't that. there, I was if I wasn't there, then you were in there by yourself trying to train alone, and that's why you came over to Nutter so many times to have the atmosphere to 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 compete with other people and uh, get yeah, stronger. Yeah. But that yeah, level, I, do, I yeah, I remember that yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, because I mean, I, and let's be honest, I probably said comments to their face as well because I didn't really care. But as in, well, not that I didn't, you know, like I don't. You're Australian. I, don't, I know what you meant. I don't mind like confrontation. I don't mind like saying it how it is. But I think I do remember. I, I wasn't sure what you're referring to, but this clicked. But um, yeah, I do remember because there was a period of time, like I, tr- I would try to get as, like I said, Nada was a place I could escape. I could work out in a different environment. Even just the fact, like, you could get some sunlight in there a little bit, even if, yeah. like, the back door was, you know, stuff like, you know, sometimes Joe Craft goes a little dungeony, and you just want to get out, and, and I would ride my bike over, so get some fresh air, and, but there was a period of time where I just couldn't get over, and yeah. you, you would leave Joe Craft, you would leave me, which is the trail, um, <laughs> to go work out with your staff, and yeah, there was just all these, like, yeah, like, bickering and stuff, but we're just behind the scenes comments about whatever, you know, not going to air them out, but you know, it's just, I, so I just, yeah. When I was still in the group me until I took myself out of it, but um, I just said, yeah, like it, it's very hard. I, I had to really motivate myself to work out every day, which it's a big part of my life. But at the same time, when you really haven't, I really had to force it. And like when we with the training that we were doing at that time, Sometimes you need a spot or sometimes you need like people like getting around you and like, you know, rah, rah, like get, get you motivated or even like, even now I will randomly text Kent, coach Knox and be like, Hey, what are you benching? Or what are you, what are you pressing? Or what are you squatting? Just to like give myself a little fire in the belly when he like rides back some ridiculous number. Um, but yeah, like at that time I couldn't get across and just having people around you, that's why I think our training at Nutter was so good. I mean, me and Alicia were, were typically on a similar program. Um, so we would push each other like big time, like across all the different stuff, whether it was lifting or, or whatever. And then everyone sort of get it, got onto a similar program and you guys sort of put your guidelines out of like, all right, we've got to at least squat today. You can do whatever program you want, but like the movements are going to be the same every day for everyone which I think is good because it, it, it doesn't limit people to a certain like rep scheme or whatever, but it's like, Hey, let's all squat today. Do whatever you want and however you want, but we're squatting, we're deadlifting, we're whatever. And um, yeah, I just think people didn't understand how valuable that was. So let's talk about um, where you're from. Let's talk about 
mom and dad real quick. How are they doing? Mom and dad are good. Um, life hasn't really been overly affected down there yeah. in Australia. So, um, yeah, we just Did the, has the virus hit hard there. No, uh, it's starting to rear its head now a little bit. Some maybe some some issue, but yeah, they were very strict with lockdowns in terms of locking down the border and stuff like that. And um, yeah, they they've never had to do the mask thing um, anywhere. And um, yeah, it's just a little different. I don't know. It's you know, it's hard to it's, you know apples to oranges when you're comparing the two countries in yeah. anything. So um, you know, 330 million people here. You know, Australia is only like 23, 24 million people. So there's a lot of, uh, like, whilst there's a lot of, everyone's on the coast, but there's a lot of, you know, a lot more uh, empty space in between. So it's just things like that. It's hard to compare. Um, I forget what I was going to say about Australia, other than it's just a, an amazing country. What what a great country. I mean, you need to get there. <laughs> That's it's true. Produced, I mean, it's produced some amazing people. I mean... I'm not even talking about myself, but you know, I would, I would talk about myself like that, but I mean, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that's, what's been good as well about our relationship that grew and, and, you know, like Alicia, I kept talking about Alicia, uh, Alicia uh, Korea, if anyone does, you know, coach Korea, she's worked. Oh, she's there. been on the um, podcast cam. She's been on. Um, I mean, you know, me and her are very close and like my, my family, like my parents consider her like another daughter. So, um, you know, we, that's what has been a good thing about um, all our, the relationships I made at Kentucky was my parents were able to get over at different times um, and then at weddings and, and whatever else. Um, oh, and let's got to talk meet about everyone. your wedding. Let's talk about your wedding. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, I, we already know how you feel about me and how much you miss me, but how good yeah. of a dancer was I at your wedding? I mean, listen, I wish... Like I could have channeled your dancing spirit during when I had to dance. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. Phenomenal. You know, I'm a phenomenal dancer. <laughs> Might have to go showing off like that. Um, but you know, yes, you are a very good dancer. You and I mean, I'd seen little bits of it in the weight room, you and Rob every now and then, but then you guys took it to another level. And my uh, dancing yeah. game, my sparkler game was on point that night. I, I mean, had a great time at your wedding. When, when you leave a wedding and you think back on a wedding, however, you know, six months from, from when it was or a year or even now, if, you, if you're a top five highlight and you're not <laughs> even the bride or groom, like that's respectable. And I'm pretty sure out of the top, if I'm thinking top five highlights from that whole day, I mean, you know, I could actually squeeze you in for three, but two definitely. Wow. The, da the awesome. dancing, the sparkler announcement. <laughs> I mean, again. I use my coaching voice. Transfer of skill from yeah. strength and conditioning towards controlling a room, you know. <laughs> and then as well, a funny thing was, um, do you remember right after the ceremony, me and Katie were having the photos or whatever. Yeah, I remember this now. And I think that's when you, I think that's when uh, my dad and you uh, uh, had uh, finally got the chance to catch up. Yeah. And I just remember you just giving a big yell out. 
across the across the open plains. You were probably a hundred yards away from us, and I just yeah. I don't know. I felt like you needed a shout out at that moment, right in the middle yeah. of your pictures with your with your with your bride. Yeah, but I appreciated it because yeah, you, yeah. you you got you got to connect with Dad. <laughs> yes, I did. I had a great night with Dad. Oh, that was that was a fun time. That was my first time in Maryland. Uh, just seeing, just getting to see your parents, you know, everybody from Kentucky that was down there, whether it was the athletic trainers or uh, Rob, his family. That was just an awesome, awesome time. Yeah. Cam, let's go ahead and call it there. We've been going for about, about 45 minutes now, but we'll have to have you back on the podcast again. I know you've been itching to get on this. Because it was no, no, an idea in Joe Craft Weight Room. It was our conversations that that helped spur yeah. that of a. Uh, uh, I mean, we yeah, we started looking into all the equipment and stuff, you know. Yeah, we did. And now all we had to do is realize that Zoom was a thing, and we could have started it a long time ago. That's how we're recording yeah. all of these. So. I mean, that's another thing that's been that's been an app on computers for a while. I've recently learned, and and then all of a sudden took something like this, and now it's a very very popular app. Isn't that crazy? Like, it, yeah, I had no idea Zoom existed until March 2020. If it, if it if it had been around before that, I had no idea. Yeah, but yeah, get me back on. We can talk a bit more specifics about strength and conditioning industry. In Australia. Maybe some of the maybe some of the issues with it, the differences in why I came to America, but mostly, let's be honest. My my best attribute is my ability to reminisce yes. and tell stories. Um, I think but, that would be a good episode. What you just said, me, you, and D on talking about the good, the bad, the ugly of the strength and conditioning profession, and even thinking about Australia, what is lacking there where Australia is ahead of the game and why you did come to America. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, do you have the equipment to do, like, in-person stuff or it's all on Zoom? No, we got – we have the equipment to do in-person, but because of the situation we're in, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just do I'm, them all on Zoom now. I'm just thinking long-term because eventually, like, I'm coming back down there. Yes. And, and that could be, like, one of – that could – I mean – when I'm, you know, I, I work better in crowds. I'm a, I'm a social butterfly. Yeah. We'll have, to have a couple I mean, of bevies and sing some Sheila's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to designate a segment to not only uh, explaining Australian slang, but explaining to the people how you got so many of them wrong over the years. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll hop off here. Thanks again for being on the podcast, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you. Take care.